you might just have to do like a clap sync or you know you could use clap or whatever you uh, get the, are you telling me i should get the clap yes i'm saying you have the clap okay i thought you should know um because i gave it to you welcome to namely 90s the podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones google and y2k Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there is Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. You can also find the show on YouTube every Monday at Namely90s.com slash YouTube. And if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com slash Namely90s, also with a 90s. You can sign up for one of our support levels. So I'm I'm upset because you were right. The man is lost. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going with that. Oh, darn. No. Well, so uh, for reasons, we had to record two episodes back to back. Um, and yeah, so we we are recording the same court recording session from last week. So sorry if, uh, you know, uh, the former president showed up to a subpoena or not. Um we we don't know we don't know if we're in the middle of world war 3 right now we don't know if we have civil war 2 on our hands we don't know if uh those um you know iranian girls uh have managed to to secure more rights for themselves um all we know is that uh the mariners haven't lost yet <laughs> yeah they lost twice they haven't lost three times and that's what's keeping some of us alive right now yeah, just barely, but just you know. barely. Um, and what else might be keeping us alive? I don't know. Maybe the podcast of horror three next week on Halloween day. Damn it. Uh, that's right. Next week uh, we will be doing on Monday a podcast of horror three or as Andrew likes to put it podcast of horror three, uh, which <laughs> we're doing on gremlins Two: the new batch, which is I think uh, we haven't watched it yet. We haven't done the episode yet, but I think from the times that I've seen it, Gremlins two is a horrible movie compared to the original Gremlins. Uh, but recently, uh, I don't even understand why, but some like film, some people that I respect in the TV industry, in the film industry on their podcast have out of nowhere had major respect for gremlins too. And I'm like, why are though? you fucking kidding me? Uh, I, because, because they appreciate the zaniness of the film. So zany. Oh, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you, Andrew, because I'm already going to spoil something major later in the episode. Um, not on gremlins too, just on something that you should have watched, uh, up to this point in your life. Um, but, there are moments in Gremlins 2 that make it feel like like a Tex Avery cartoon, like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And uh, you're just like, what the f- am I watching? 
And wow. they enjoyed it for for its campiness. And, uh, you know, I'm not here to yuck your yums. Um, but Gremlins one is, uh, is a, it's a, it's a horror thriller. It's, it's a good, like it's, it's dark. It is very dark. Um, like uh, Phoebe Cates has this whole, uh, we'll talk about it in, in a uh, podcast of horror three, but, um, it, it, they, they are two drastically different movies. And that's all that's all you're going to get from us today on it. Um, even though we still have minutes, minutes of chit chats to fill. Well, with- as I was looking at the uh, Tom Hanks filmography, just because mm-hmm. why not? It was reminding me of uh, a sketch, a, a sketch. Oh. I always have to pull out at this time of year. David S. Pumpkins. David S. Pumpkins. Yeah. God, that sketch is funny. And that was that was a surprise. I remember watching that. I think I watched that live, and it was like, well, pre-recorded and then, but live for here. And I, I I was on the floor. Any questions? (laughs) Yes, several. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a classic. I'm actually considering going as David S. Pumpkins for uh, the 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 Halloween holiday. That would be good. I I think I'm going to be Captain America. I haven't figured it out yet. You know, I always have like three or four costumes I'm like putting together throughout the year and then always forget to have it ready in time for Halloween. Amazon does have a men's David S. Pumpkins costume, which is basically just a Beetlejuice costume without the wig. Yeah. No mask. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess I, I should ask you. Well, no, because we have a Halloween. We have an actual Halloween day episode. True. So, um, yeah, there's. I think last year I kept asking you like retro stuff or what well, do you remember from the 90s? And I forgot to do that this year. The guy in the David S. Pop Pumpkins costume on Amazon looks like such a douche. Isn't that Maybe the I point? Of, like, isn't that like the. Is that not the the look that Tom Hanks has as David S. Pumpkins? Like, no, this guy looks totally like a like Will Ferrell's Harry Carey. No, it's better than that. Okay, um, seeing it better than that. Uh, I just watched. I think it was Good Mythical Morning. Um, Brett and Link over at at Mythical. Uh, did an episode or did a, a good mythical more about um, stuff like stuff from the nineties lunches versus now uh, like things they brought back, like the, you know how we did the uh, Dunkaroos um, and reviewed that. Yeah, they did. They did like a side by side comparison of old Dunkaroos versus the new Dunkaroos. And we were right. The, like the tubs were are bigger now. Well, how'd they get the old ones? <laughs> They bought on. Uh, they bought them. But the quality had to be god awful. Yes, but but it's still, you know, it's yeah. It didn't look it well, didn't look safety, that you bought but that's turned into something pretty <laughs> disgusting in just a short time. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't paying attention to the whole episode, so I don't remember how many times they vomited. But they do this <clears> all the time. They do they do actual episodes where they all buy like discontinued candy from like the seventies or the sixties and uh, eat it to see if it's worth bringing back. And only, only when it smells of uh, like old, old shoe or something, they, they don't try it. 
anyway, um, they, I, I thought it was interesting. Like I felt, I felt, I felt a sense of, uh, a confirmation. Not, that's not the word. Uh, um, uh, but I, I felt, uh, I, f- I felt, uh, affirmed in that we, we, we said that the new Dunkaroos suck compared to the old Dunkaroos. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't, it was very obvious that they were not as good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, apparently there's a new Lunchables now too. Oh, also speaking of Halloween stuff, uh, uh, nerds the the big thing this year is candy candy corn nerds have you tried Ew, those yet no yeah. why mm-hmm. uh marketing uh it made me go into a rite aid and <laughs> i bought those and i bought the candy corn flavored red vines but, uh, but candy corn is disgusting oh yeah i, I if you I absolutely agree. I just, I was curious. Um, I didn't buy it for myself. I got it as a, I bought it for care package. Um, uh, but it, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't like candy corn, but there are people out there that like candy corn. Mm. Ugh, it's disgusting. It's just like wax. It's earwax. Yeah. It tastes, you like, chew. it tastes like vanilla flavored earwax. <laughs> uh, what's, what's your least favorite? Candy. I think we asked this last year, but um, my least favorite candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can go first. Uh, Keith Bar. Ugh. Ooh, yeah. The, yeah. And they're they're always like they're always like fro like stiff when you try to. Buy yeah, like I'm all about toffee now. I'm mm-hmm. kind of into it. Yeah, but not yeah. like Heath toffee. No. I, I mean, I will buy the Heath branded toffee and put it into a cookie. Cause like the Heath, like Heath Hershey's has like a whole line of like Hershey's chocolate chips, Reese's peanut butter chips, Heath toffee chips. So if I'm making, I have like a recipe for my ultimate like peanut butter chocolate chip cookie, uh, that I'll throw Heath, Heath toffee chips into, but they're like broken up into little pieces. They're not the, the, the single solid. Yeah. I just like, it's such a, not a kid's candy, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's an old person candy. Uh, (laughs) for me, I would, I would have to say, uh, lemon starburst. Really? Yeah. I do not like the lemon. They're (laughs) giving it literally any of it. Yeah. I deal with people all the time and many times you're like, I'm diabetic and my blood sugar is dropping. I need to leave so I can get some food. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're diabetic, isn't your sugar too high? Like, but then they give themselves too much insulin. We had one lady. She was like panicking. She's like, I'm going to have a hypoglycemic crisis. Do you have anything? And we're like, okay. And so we kind of rummaged around and someone found some Jolly Ranchers and she was like, I'm allergic to that. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you're going to die of hypoglycemia. And you're like, I don't like that candy. <laughs> you want a Werther's original? I'm, I'm allergic to that. Like, like F you. Watch. Here's an idea. Keep a granola bar in your car if you're just like apt to just randomly lower your blood sugar. True. Yeah. Uh, I I believe they 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 do do that if they're actually thinking ahead. Um, which if you are diabetic, you generally do. So, Maybe they should have uh, EpiPen, but instead of Epi, it's sugar. Just just a straight. Just keep um, a pixie stick in the bottom of your purse. Just you never know. Oh, it's um. It's a 
uh, wow, words escape me. What are sugar pills when you use them in a trial? They're placebo. Placebo. Thank you. Uh, yeah, if you just have some placebo pills laying around. You've been listening to Namely Diabetes. If you need your testing supplies delivered directly to your home, please contact Wilford Brimley wherever he's interred. And he will get you set up with some self-insert catheters. He's dead. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, but Who the hell did I hit? <laughs> but if you're not dead, open up your app and hit the subscribe button uh, to Namely 90s if you want more diabetes jokes like this. <laughs> it's secret Patreon content. <laughs> if you sign up for one of our support levels, you can listen to an entire podcast of us making light of a complicated endocrine disorder known as diabetes that has most likely affects one in four people in our nation um shall we shall we do it let's get into it let's do it why don't you canceled again watch tell us what was going on back in october of 1999 travel back with me listeners if you will to october of 1999 on the first speaking of 99 wayne gretzky the great one as number 99 is retired by the edmonton oilers also on the first the infamous quote-unquote you fool episode of hollywood squares airs are we going to talk about this later tom bergeron Oh, yeah, I think he he hosts it. Um, But for those of you not in the know, uh, Hollywood Squares was a uh, a game show um, on TV where you had nine celebrities and a tic-tac-toe board, uh, and you had to guess correctly whether a celebrity was answering a question correct or not correct. And you needed to do that to get your your mark on the square. And if it's a cat scratch game, whoever gets the final square wins the whole thing. So what happened on this episode is uh, they couldn't get (laughs) Gilbert Godfrey was the last square and uh, they couldn't get the right answer for like seven, seven questions in a row. And every like. You could tell he was getting fed up at one point, so he just starts yelling, "You fool!" like Gilbert Godfrey would uh, after every time they they got it wrong. Also, rip to the max. Rip to the max. GG. Uh, that's not a good game. That's Gilbert Godfrey. On the ninth, the SR seventy one Blackbird flies its last flight. Do you remember the SR seventy one Blackbird? Yes, it was a plane that flew very high and very fast. Yes, biplane, kind of. On the twelfth, NBA legend Will Chamberlain dies of a heart failure at age sixty three, and the three is bolded for some reason. On the nineteenth, Cher releases the single "Believe." Have you heard the song, Andrew? Do you believe? It's like Kermit the Frog and. No matter how hard I tried, you were hard for me. Do your best. Wow, that's us just warbling. On the 19th, Nintendo of North America releases Pokemon Yellow Special Pikachu Edition. You know what the strangest damn thing is? What's that? I was just thinking about I had this, and I was just thinking about it today. Oh. Do you have it? Do you still have it? No, I had a yellow Game Boy Color and I had Pokemon mm. Yellow. Yep. And I do not have no any of that anymore. 
yeah, I, you did bring this up when we talked about red and blue, I think. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more in the next, after the break on the 22nd. Speaking of things that you technically had GTA two is released for the PlayStation one. Or did you have GTA one? Maybe on the computer. No, on the PlayStation you had, uh, I think you had two. Maybe. Well, Tony, Tony had it. And yeah, I wasn't allowed at that age. See, I, I'm going to, I will save my story. But it's the normal, it's the usual story of Andrew inviting me over to play this game that was really cool, and then he played it the entire time to show me. You're damn right. Uh, Come over and watch me play games. Yeah. Uh, it was so fun watching him use a tank in a two-day, in a 2D world. On the 27th, the New York Yankees win the World Series against the Atlanta Braves for the second time. The Man, Atlanta baseball years. team. Yeah, right. The Atlanta baseball team. Uh, <laughs> the Yankees. That's the second. I think that's the second uh, World Series in a row for them. Jeez. Uh, TV premiering ending in October of 1999. On the second, we have Spider-Man Unlimited premieres on Fox Kids. This took over for the actually good 90s Spider-Man animated cartoon. Uh, and this was not good. On the fifth, we have Shasta McNasty premiering on Fox. Uh, and also on the fifth, Angel premieres on the WB. On the sixth, we have Roswell on also on the WB. And on the seventh, we have House Hunters premiering on HDTV in 1999. <laughs> on the sixteenth, we have the Amanda Show. Amanda, 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 Amanda Show on Nickelodeon. And on the thirtieth, we have the Avengers United They Stand on Fox Kids, which. I don't even remember. Like I, I had to use clips from this in one of our quotely nineties and I do not remember this at all. So one of the fun things about house hunters is some of the memes that have come out. Have you Mm -hmm. seen these? I have not. Well, you know, the house, you know, the show house hunters, right? I mean, I'm aware of the vague premise of what house hunters is. And I basically go look at three houses. They've already kind of seen it turns Mm -hmm. out and then they just like rank them and then choose one. Right. And so it spawned this thing because it was always like these people had outrageous careers and had like huge budgets. Mm-hmm. So you can go on. And there's this one that's like, since I think husband, you sent me one recently. I make sculptures out of wet cereal and I sell ornamental ferret pillows. Our budget is $860,000. <laughs> this one. Yeah. I'm a part time kindergarten teacher. My wife hangs potatoes in garages. <laughs> We're looking for a downtown penthouse loft. Budget is $5 million. Uh, there's another really good one. Uh, I'm a butterfly therapist and I'm a stay at home astronaut. Stay at home astronaut. <laughs> this one. I'm an artisanal pencil sharpener and I have a jazzle labradoodles. Our budget is $1.2 million. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I feel like those are the influencers before influencers existed. Uh, <laughs> These are so fun. Uh, I'm a sandwich artist and I have a blog about meat and beer. <laughs> and uh, in the box office, October 1999. On the first, we have Drive Me Crazy, which is a team rom coms featuring Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Grenier, the dude from Entourage. 
Uh, and rage. Also on the first, we have uh, Mystery Alaska, which is a hockey movie, but Andrew's never seen it. Nope. You haven't seen it? What? No. Uh, it's Russell Crowe. It's a hockey movie. I don't, watch, seen all the hockey I don't watch every hockey movie. Are you kidding me? I mean, aside from the Mighty Ducks, if it's like old It's just like, I don't like movies. vet movies. I don't like hockey movies very much, except Miracle's pretty good. And Saving Private Ryan and... Uh, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe, Burt Reynolds, Colin Meany, and Hank Azaria. Mystery Alaska. Never heard of it. Surprised. I've, I haven't seen anything. On the third, Animal Farm airs on TNT. I remember seeing commercials for that and be like, what's Animal Farm as a nine-year-old, ten-year-old? Uh, on the eighth, we have Superstar, based on the FSNL character played by Molly Shannon. Uh, also featuring Will Ferrell. Um, on the 15th, we have Fight Club featuring Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, Helena Bonham Carter, and Meat Love. Uh, and also Jared Leto. On the 22nd, Boys Don't Cry featuring Hilary Swank and Peter Sarsgaard. Uh, on the 29th, we have Bean John Malkovich uh, starring John Cusack and Cameron Diaz. And on the 29th, we have Princess Mononoke, which is a Miyazaki film, Japanese an- uh, animation um, dubbed um, on the Billboard charts. Number one for October 1999 in September for the first week is Unpretty by TLC. The next two weeks is Heartbreaker by Mariah Carey featuring JZ. And for the rest of October, all the way into January of 2000, is Smooth by Santana. Carlos Santana and Rob Thomas. Thomas. Uh, continuing on for the fourth week of October 1999. At number three, we have Heart of Music of My Heart by NSYNC and Gloria Estefan. Uh, number five, we have Mambo Number Five by Lou Vega. Oh yeah, we referenced how, that earlier. How fitting! Uh, number nine, I Need to Know by Mark Antony. Uh, number ten, Scar Tissue by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. Number eleven, Someday by Sugar Ray. Number twelve, Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. Number 16, Steal My Sunshine by Len. Number 17, I Do, parenthesis, Cherish You, close parenthesis, by 98 Degrees. Uh, Number 19, All Star by Smash Mouth. Number 20, Black Balloon by Goo Goo Dolls. Number 21, Balamos by Enrique. Balamos. However Andrew said it. Uh, It means we dance, I believe. Enrique Iglesias, son of Enrique Iglesias. I feel like that's wrong. Uh, number 23, you drive me, open parentheses, crazy, close parentheses, by Britney Spears. And at number 24, we have She's So High by Tyler. She's so, so lovely. lovely. You know, I actually, I've never seen anything with Peter Sarsgaard in it. I just looked at his whole filmography. I, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. He's in a lot. I've seen none of it. Is there a difference between Peter Sarsgaard and Stellan Sarsgaard? Yes. Oh, okay. Significant. <laughs> Have you seen his movies? Who's that? Uh, I think he, he's in the... Th- He's in Thor. What's his name? Stellan Sarsgaard. 
That's Scars Scars Guard. Gotcha. I have seen this guy though. Yeah. He was in, in a, stuff. He he was in a Mamma Mia. <sighs> yes, he was. He and was now let's a, go to and now let's go to Brandon for the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome back to our mid-episode break, Namely 90s Minute. Every week we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of Halloween coming up, we're looking back at one of my favorite thrillers, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is a 1991 psychological horror film starring the girl from Taxi Driver, Thor's dad, and Stick from the Netflix Daredevil series. The story revolves around the lady from Maverick as an FBI trainee assigned to interview the doctor from The Elephant Man, who is a convicted serial killer and cannibal, so she can help build a profile of a current serial killer named Buffalo Bill. They set up a quid pro quo relationship where he helps her on the case in return for things for himself. Meanwhile, while he's running her through mind games, Buffalo Bill abducts a senator's daughter, pushing their case into the national spotlight with the media. We also learned that Buffalo Bill is making a suit of women's skin because they want to be a woman. The senator's daughter is being kept in a pit and told to rub lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Professor Abraham Van Helsing drops enough clues to get himself a transfer to a location that he's able to escape from by biting guards and wearing their face to leave. The main story comes to a head as Contact is searching the hometown of the first victim where she comes across Buffalo Bill which is intercut with the FBI raiding some guy's house in a different state thinking they found him. Unfortunately, the FBI was in the wrong place and Buffalo Bill traps Anna and the King in his serial killer basement and is about to kill her using his night vision goggles. But she blinds them and shoots Buffalo Bill to death, saving the girl from the pit and without any man's help. At the end of the movie, the dad from Meet Joe Black calls the original Freaky Friday girl to congratulate her on graduating from the FBI Academy and to inform her that he's about to have an old friend for dinner. And that's Silence of the Lambs in a namely 90s minute. More or less. And now back to the show. Anywhere you want to go? Um, well, it's so funny that we, again, we talked about Pokemon Yellow because what's been happening is my kids have been watching Pokemon Master Journey, Master Journey, or what's it called? Master Journey, yeah, Master Master Journey, I think. Yeah, so the they've one, been the watching one, that. on Netflix. Yeah, they're quite into it, and it's kind of cute. They're like into Pikachu and all that stuff. Oh, it's yeah. now the Arceus Chronicles. My son was sick and he watched it all day. Nice. Which is like, that was the best thing to watch Pokemon I mean, not, all not day. Sick. Yeah. That would, that would have been awesome as a kid. It's just like on all day. Um, But yeah, that, uh, you know, because I used to watch it, obviously, and we watched it. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking back to when I had Pokemon Yellow and my yellow Game Boy Color. And sure enough, it's a topic for today's episode. How crazy is that? It's Pokemon Journeys, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, and Pokemon the Arceus Chronicles. Well, they're watching the one on Netflix right now. I don't know what it yeah, is. Those are, those are the three Netflix Journeys releases. Journeys is the... Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, you know, I've, I've, I've thrown it on in the background when I, when I edit it. Uh, cause, but it was something to just not pay attention to, but still kind of have background noise. Uh, and the episodes that I've paid attention to were pretty good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of new Pokemon I don't recognize, but well, they're all, they're I'm over, old school. It's over 900 now. There's, there's a new, there's a new one coming out in November, which will add more. They might break a thousand. So what, where are the Pokemon games now? Uh, it's gen 
Generation 9, I But is think. it still on Game Boy or what, what console? It's on the Nintendo Switch. Well, actually, so uh, Pokemon Yellow technically got a uh, reboot in 2016, I want to say, with the first Nintendo Switch Pokemon game titled Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, where uh, your Pokemon, your top Pokemon would follow you around, and it's a remake of the original uh, palette or red and blue and yellow games. Um, um but it's yellow is pretty hard to come by now. Isn't it pretty expensive? I mean, the cartridge itself is hard to come by, but it it was available on the Nintendo eShop uh for the Nintendo 3DS and DS ah. titles. And I, I yeah. Um but the stores just closed down this year. Um but yeah, Pokémon Yellow was a special version of the first Pokémon game. Uh, which incorporated elements of uh, the animated series. Um, Team Rocket was the two Team Rocket characters from the anime, uh, Jesse and James, and they had a Meowth that followed them around. Uh, Pikachu would follow you around. Um, There was also, I remember I got Surfing Pikachu for some reason. Oh, weird. Uh, um, I think it was a giveaway. I'm pretty sure it was a giveaway. Um, but you could, you could have Pikachu surf, uh, in the game. I'm pretty surprised by the way, in this, this series that they actually got the voice of Ash, right? Based on what we used to watch. Like it sounds correct. It sounds the same. I, I, oh, I, I see what you're saying. I like think it sounds when a we watched more, it. So you, you think it sounds exactly the same as when we were kids. Very close. Less. Yeah. I think it is very close. It's a little more high pitched. But I mean, doing that voice for twenty plus years is impressive. I think it's the same person, is it not? Do you think? I think so. Problem is, I don't know what the series was called when we watched it. Uh, Pokemon Indigo League. That's what it was called when we watched it. I mean, that would be the run that you watched, Jess. Was it called that back then, or do they have to call it something? To it was just. Po- it was it. just Pokemon. Okay. 1998 TV show. Yeah, um, it doesn't really list the. Oh, wait. It looks like there's been. Rika Matsumoto, English. Veronica Taylor. Oh, it's a girl. Yeah. Not shocking. A woman. Sorry. Uh, it looks like there's been two Ash American Ashes Sarah Nakchini and Veronica Taylor. Yeah, I'm. That's interesting. Pokemon <laughs> Chronicles. Uh, Chronicles was uh, black and white. That was Gen 5. That was when we were in high school, maybe college. Yeah. Yeah, was, she hasn't done it since 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, a, there was a shift somewhere around. Uh, I don't know. That, that would have been high school and high school college. I definitely didn't watch it back then. I, I stopped watching it at that point as well, but I think I did try to like just throw it on in the background um, at one point, but then Netflix didn't have the whole series like all 20 years, but it's kind of nostalgic to watch it with the kids. You know, I don't, I don't have children to watch it with. Yeah. And that's just weird. If you watch it by yourself. <laughs> 
Uh, I think it would be weirder if I watched it with children that weren't yours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I don't know. I I threw it on just to just to see what it was, and uh, it definitely made noise and uh, stopped me from feeling alone for for a night. <laughs> and that's Pokemon Yellow in a namely. No, just kidding. Um, what do you remember about Pokemon Yellow? Essentially, nothing. Um, <laughs> turn-based <laughs> combat walking around different places i mean i always liked going around like you had to talk to different people and it was kind of frustrating if you didn't know what you were doing which mm-hmm. i didn't know what i was doing if you wanted to play the enhanced remakes of pokemon yellow with your kids you could get let's go pikachu and or let's go eevee uh, and it's 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 simpler than the older versions because it uses like the Pokemon Go mechanics. So they're just tossing the ball at them instead of like battling them for okay. the most part. Uh, there are trainer battles. But that's yeah, the battling it. got exhausting because it was just constant. You'd be walking around in tall grass mm-hmm. and then some shit would want to battle you. And it was like, oh, God, not this again. Yeah. Now you could physically see them on the map and you can avoid them. Uh, like the, also, the game was just like a, a grinding fest, you know, mm-hmm. like most Japanese RPGs you spend the whole game grinding. Yeah. Well, uh, oh yeah. Cause you had yellow. Uh, so you didn't have the, the missing, missing no, uh, cheat. But I feel like the thing that was always, that was fun about those games is like, you're always discovering something and like trying to like advance, you know, they they were, mm-hmm. They were cool that way. I think, I mean, that, that was kind of the, the whole point of the, the game is exploration and adventure. Oh, excuse me. Um, speaking of exploration and adventure, uh, did you want to talk about GTA too? Did I, did I? No. No. Fight club? I thought it was, I just, I wanted to get in GTA too. I thought it was weird. That, so originally it was supposed to be a different game. And it's like set in the future. Uh, and then they kind of just like, oh, let's make this the second GTA game. Uh, so it's really? like, I'm pretty sure that's how the story went. Um, it, it's like, I think I had it for the Game Boy Color. Uh, I think I managed to snag it because they, they released a, a Game Boy Color version, which was really terrible. Um and didn't make any sense compared to the the 3D games. Um, but yeah, it was... I remember reading a story about... Because uh, it's set in like 20... It's set in the future. Oh, yeah, it is. And I, re- I recall reading a story where it was like... Um, it was really going to be a different game, but, they're, but Rockstar was just like, oh, uh, the first GTA was so popular, I was just turn it make this this one into GTA two. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you. It's retro futuristic, but yeah, so long ago. I don't really remember it, you know, anywhere USA. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like a free download on, uh, rockstar's website back in the day. Uh, after, you know, long after it was released. Oh, they made a GTA two on the GTA three engine. That's oh, cool. interesting. 
Well, I, I mean, the f- GTA 3 had a top-down view. view yeah. Um, I remember. Which was crazy. Yeah. For all those retro heads. Uh, all right. So Man, that's a hot one. <laughs> let's, let's, let's ruin Fight Club for you. All right, let's do it. Because Andrew has proclaimed he will never watch this movie. I mean, I've watched enough of it. To know the twist? To know that I'm not going to watch it. Uh, so we did a Namely 90s Minute on this, uh, and we also did a Quoley 90s on this, and Andrew saw Helen, Helena Baum Carter's outfit, one of my favorite lines that Andrew said, uh, on or surrounding the show, and it's not in anything, it's, it's not published, um, you said, do you remember what you said about her outfit? So no. she's wearing a garbage bag. Yes, you're okay. just you're just like she looks like she's wearing a garbage bag. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> I I died uh, in the editing bay. Uh, uh, it was it was so good. I wish I could have fit that in some into something. Um, but uh, Fight Club Fight Club is 1999 American film directed by David Fincher, starring Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, Helen Bonham Carter, based off of a 1996 novel of the same name. Um, Norton plays the unnamed narrator, uh, who is like a white collar guy, but he's kind of just like going through the motions and whatever. And he forms a fight club with a soap salesman named Tyler Durton, played by Brad Pitt. And they kind of become best friends and then besties. And then Brad Tyler, Tyler Durton ends up uh, making, you know, just a small group of guys in the fight club that didn't become terrorists and start trying to take down capitalism. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then Marla uh, Singer, played by Helena Bottom Carter, uh, is this kind of drug-addicted chick that... Uh, um, so the narrator was going to like support groups for like ball cancer and just because it helped him, he didn't have it, but he it felt, he felt something like he, he was able to feel for a little bit, uh, one hour a week. And then she would show up and then pretend that I forget. <laughs> like she kept ruining his support groups and she, cause she was going for the same reason. And uh, he just, he was, he hated her so much. Uh, anyway, uh, Tyler ends up banging her. And nice. Yeah, as you do, Meat, Meatloaf is in the fight club. Meatloaf's character dies uh, during one of their bombing runs. And they bring him back. And uh, like, um, Meatloaf was one of the guys originally from the, t- the testicular cancer group. Uh, so the narrator knew who he was and in, in project mayhem, which is the terrorist side of fight club, um, you didn't have a name, and, but the narrator's all like, no, I know this man. His name was Robert Paulson. He's, they're like, sir, you do not have a name in project mayhem, sir. And, uh, his, that's where the chant, his name was Robert Paulson comes from. Uh, it, it's yeah. Uh, they're like in death. Oh, what he's saying is in death, we get a name. His name was Robert Paulson, and they're like, his name was Robert Paulson. I, I know nothing I'm saying makes you want to watch this movie, but you no. watched seven. <laughs> the different movie. It has Brad Pitt in it. 
Morgan yeah, Freeman. It's, it's, it's directed by the same guy. Others. It's, it's a David Fincher movie, which is weird and exactly like, uh, yeah. And the guys uh, need for birds. Mm, uh, was that a Finch reference? Yes. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, um, Tyler disappears one night and, uh, I'm sorry, everyone. So I'm going to blow Andrew's mind because, because he's never going to watch it. I'm going to sweat for him. I had, I, I would have preferred him watching it. This is one of those, this, this is, <sighs> he's fall. Tyler disappears. Edward Norton's character follows, tries to follow him around, but he keeps missing him by a day and a new fight club set up. He's losing time and whatever. And it turns out Tyler Durden was the narrator the whole time. He has uh, disassociated personalities. Um, see, Andrew's not amused. He's uh, given a blank face. It, it's it's more this is it's it's more interesting when you've actually seen the film but uh yeah so um and then tyler's planning on blowing up a bunch of buildings uh and the narrator tries to stop him uh so he ends up just fighting himself and then uh in the end shoots himself it puts his gun oh. trigger warning so to speak I don't know if you're supposed to use trigger warnings as a pun. Well, I mean, I didn't know you were going to say he shot himself. I mean, it's also a trick. Okay. It is an actual trigger warning at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, God, why but, do people love this movie so much? It's so good. And then it, uh, he doesn't actually like shoot himself in the brain. He just blows out his cheek, but he still kills Tyler somehow. Um, which. You know, that's a long way to get get your second personality out of your head, I, I gotta say. Um, and then Marlo shows up and they they do the you met me at a very strange time in my life thing and the buildings blow up and the Pixie song plays, the Pixie song which Andrew hates because I played so much in high school. The whale uh, song. The whale song. It's a good song. Pixies are really good, man. Um yeah, this this is oh also there is uh, Jared Leto has a part in this movie where he plays Angel Face, one of the Fight Club kids, and um, there's a scene where Ed, Edward Norton just beats the living hell out of him. It's so nice because cool. <laughs> it's Jared Leto. You know who Jared Leto is? Yeah, he played the Joker, my favorite character, well, among other things, but not the good Joker. No, he's the living vampire Morbius. Okay, so Andrew's unimpressed for the bit, uh, but it's a good. It is, it's a it's a good psychological film, and it's good cinematography. There's more running jokes in it, like uh, Brad Pitt tells you about the 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 switchover and the film reels, and he like the Tyler Durden character like inserts like random single scene single frames of porn throughout the movie it's it's an interesting movie man uh man. It, it, it's uh perceived as a forerunner of a new mood in american uh political life uh with blowing shit up yes by blowing shit up oh god 
two man, years early, two years early. Man, it's a hot one. Uh, like seven inches from the midday sun. Well, I hear you whisper and the words melt everyone, but you stay so cool. My Mona Quita, my Spanish Harlem, Mona Lisa. You're my reason for reason, the step in my groove. And if you said this life ain't good enough, I would give my world to lift you up. I could change my life to better suit your mood because you're so smooth. And it's just like the ocean under the moon. Oh, it's the same as the emotion I get from you. You got the kind of love and that can be so smooth. Yeah. Give me your heart. Make it real or else forget about it. It goes on forever, by the way. That not that the bit? Are, are you not supposed to do the whole? Actually, okay, but I'll tell you one thing. Without, without breaking. If you would leave, it'd be a crying shame in every breath and every word. I hear your name calling me out, out from the barrio. You hear my rhythm on your radio. You feel the turning of the world so soft and slow. It's turning you round and round. And if you said this life ain't good enough, I would. Isn't it? Is it not good enough? I would give my world to lift you up. I could change my life to better suit your mood because you're so smooth. Well, and it's just like the ocean under the moon. Well, it's the same as the emotion that I get from you. You got the kind of loving that can be so smooth. Yeah. Give me your heart. Make it real or else forget about it. Does he mean and smooth then, like down there or just like <laughs> smooth? Like a Greg Luganis uh, <laughs> joke. Uh, well, and it's just like the ocean under the moon. Oh, it's the same as the emotion that I get from you. You got the kind of loving that can be so smooth. Yeah. Give me your heart. Make it real or else forget about it or like, else forget honestly, about it. Or else forget about it. I was going to suggest at the oh, end let's of the last don't episode forget about it. that we just scrap that this whole the the lyric reading bit, oh. but it, it definitely works. Give me your heart. Make it real. Let's don't forget about it. Hey, let's don't forget about it now. Oh, now. Oh, let's don't forget about it now. 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 Oh, now. Oh, <laughs> let's don't forget about it. Hey, now. Now. Oh, Let's don't forget about it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Wow. Was that, wow. Was that the whole thing? Did that's you, that's did it. You make it through. It's a long one. That's what she said. It's a great <laughs> song, though. I mean, really, it's actually a really listenable song. I think I, I said this to you or text. Um, I would like a cover of this with uh, Mariners player Carlos Santana. Yeah, and right. The uh, writer director Rob Thomas, known for the series Veronica Mars. Yeah, I was thinking that Carlos Santana. You mean like the uh, the guy? Well, and the funny thing is, Rob Thomas, uh, the writer director of series, is like. Veronica Mars and iZombie in the series iZombie had uh, in the season three or four finale, I think it was season three finale, Rob Thomas playing. Uh, oh, that's funny. Uh, playing music. Um, and what, what did Rob Thomas was Rob Thomas just a solo act or was he in a band? He was in Matchbox 20. He had okay. He had he didn't have all of Matchbox Twenty, but he had Rob Thomas playing. Rob Thomas Matchbox. had a solo career after, but but he had Rob Thomas playing Matchbox Twenty songs at some like discotheque when the zombie army came in, and uh, I think he gets killed and turned into a zombie. <laughs> uh, but yes, 
I, I do enjoy this song, actually. It's a good song. Good song. Uh, it brings is, back the memories. I, I guess that's why, you know, one, one week and smooth are both songs that we like. So it doesn't make sense for us to, to do the, the lyric thing. Oh, but we did it. We did it. <laughs> Two weeks in a row. Two weeks and never again. And, if, and that's it for this week's edition of Navy 90s. Wherever you can find new episodes out every Monday, check the episode description for this week's supplemental Spotify playlist curated by yours truly. Find us on dis- that's not the word Discord. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Namely 90s with 90s or find our t- personal Twitter accounts at Bishwitty and at Namely Andrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash namely 90s, also with a 90s. And finally, you can find us through our website, namely90s.com. Big breath here. <clears throat> please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Smooth featuring Rob Thomas, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon, that's Andrew, and we'll catch you. I'm so tired. Have you seen Fight Club? I need to know before I spoil it for you.